do. We discuss what we need to do. We know God is telling us what we should do, and we procrastinate. We put it off. We say tomorrow. Well, you know what God is saying today? Just do it. Just do it. Quit putting it off. I, you say, why do you uh, uh, look goofy today? I do this because you're going to talk about it. Because everybody that pulled in the parking lot, you took a double take when you saw me. And that makes you remember it. And if there's ever a day I want you to remember something, it's today. It's today. We're running out of time. We've got to quit procrastinating. Uh, Brother Donnie Wayne Lawrence is uh, doing running now, and uh, him and Shelton, and uh, I've been really talking about joining them. Now, as y'all can see, I'm a prime specimen of an athlete, and I haven't made it yet. But I have gone by them and gave them water. Have I not, Brother Donnie? Amen. I'll beep and drop off Gatorade. And, uh, but I'm really wanting to do that. I'm really wanting to do that. But you know what? Talking about it ain't going to get it done. Good intentions won't get it done. I really want to be out there sweating with them while I'm thinking about it in my air conditioning truck. Donnie, how you feel right now? You in pretty good shape? Probably best shape of your life, I'd imagine. But you know what? You had to just do it. You had to quit talking about it. You had to get out there and get it done. I want you to look in Proverbs chapter... And by the way, things are different than when I was in school. Say amen. amen. I, told, I called the house. I said, all right, girls, I've got, I'm going I'm I'm to uh, uh, dress. I've got my Just Do It t-shirt on. I've got my Nike shirt. And I need, some, I need some wristbands and a headband. And the first thing my wife said when I said headband, she said, you are not wearing a headband in that church. <laughs> that used to be the deal, man. Say, we've got wristbands for you. So I got home, and there was these little skinny things. I said, what is that? That's not a wristband. And I put it on right here. She says, Daddy, they don't go there. They go up here. So I got some catching up to do. Amen? Now, how many of you have found your place in Proverbs chapter number 14? Say amen. The Bible says, Proverbs 14, 23, In all labor there is profit, but, but, the talk of the lips tendeth only to punery. What that means is poverty. You know what basically God is saying here that we all need to get? Talk is cheap. In all labor there is profit. If you go after it, if you apply yourself, if you work hard, there's going to be profit, there's going to be benefit from that. But the talk of the lips... The talk of the lips. In other words, only giving it lip service, only talking about it. Listen, it's going to tend to poverty or lack or without. In other words, you'll never see what you're wanting to see if all you ever do is talk about it. I need a witness. Look in James chapter number 4. James chapter number 4. In verse number 14. Guys, you got my video ready, Brother Chris? We're going to do this right after we pray, all right? James chapter 4, verse 14. Have you found your place? Amen. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? What is your life? The question. It is even a vapor. It appeareth for a little time, then vanisheth away. How many of y'all, it seems like yesterday you just turned 16? Seems like yesterday you was getting a whooping for something. Well, that was yesterday. No, I'm just saying. It was. 
That was my children. It was yesterday, Dad. It says, For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Now watch this. Read this with me, the last verse. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is... Now let's read that again and let's, let's slow down a minute. Let's slow down a minute and focus on what we're reading. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is... Father, in Jesus' name, we need your anointing big time today. God, we need your anointing in the service. We need your anointing in, in the preaching. We need your... Thank you, Lord, for your presence and spirit being in the singing and the worship and the music. Now, Father... I pray right now that your will be done. God, bless this service. Bless the, bless the people that hear it. God, help us to quit making excuses. Lord, help us to quit procrastinating. Lord, help us to get in there and just do it. Lord, when the Lord is speaking to us, just do it. When the Lord is telling us something we need to get involved in or, 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 or to step up and do, Lord, help us to quit making excuses like Moses. Quit making excuses like some of the prophets. Lord, let's just get in there and do it. Lord, I pray that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm too weak. Too slow. Too big. I ate too much for breakfast. Got a headache. It's raining. My dog is sick. I can't right now. I'm not inspired. Makes me smell bad. I'm allergic to stuff. I'm fat. I'm thin. It's too hot. I'm not right. I've got shin splints. Headache. I'm distracted. I'm exerting myself too much. I'd love to really, but I can't. I just can't. My favorite show is on. I got a case of the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday. I don't want to do this. I'm do something else. After New Year's. Next week. Might make a mistake. I got homework. Well, I feel bloated. I have gas. I got a hot date. My coach hates me. Mom won't let me. I bruise easily. It's too dark. It's too cold. My blister hurts. This is dangerous. Ugh, sorry, I don't have a bike. I didn't get enough sleep. My tummy hurts. It's not in my jeans. I don't want to look all tired out. I need a better coach. I don't like getting tackled. I have a stomach ache. I'm not the athletic type. I don't want to get sweaty. I have better things to do. I don't want to slow you down. I have to do this? As soon as I get a promotion. I think I'll sit this one out. And my feet hurt. What's your excuse? Listen, God has done an unbelievable thing for the human race. He came in human form and human flesh and died, was beaten, was butchered, was, was listen, treated in, so inhumanely. God received the worst mankind had to offer, and mankind received the best that God had to offer. What's our excuse? Everybody in this building can say sooner or later, sometime in your life, God has spoke to you and you put it off. You procrastinated. Listen, I, I, I just want to, and this is going to be very brief. It's going to be very simple. It's going to be such a practical message because it's going to be in your face and you're going to have to make a choice today. You're going to have to make a decision today. Every preacher in America tries to stand and plead and beg and borrow and try to come up with a, a catchy phrase or a catchy story or, a, or a, 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 something that will tug on the emotional strings of the church and tug on the emotional string of Christians just to get them to do what God says is their reasonable service. That should not be. The Bible says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Are you all with me? He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your, what kind of service? 
reasonable service. Reasonable. It's only reasonable. It's not above and beyond the call of duty. It's not, it's not way beyond what, what, what God is expecting. It's just reasonable, God says. And be not conformed to this world, but uh, 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 be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God has a plan for all of our lives, and it's time to quit talking about it and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, there's only two kinds of people in here. It's not black and white. It's not rich and poor. It, it's, not, it's not educated and uneducated. There's only two types of people in here. And I've got a message for both of you. God has sent me here to tell you today, just do it. There today, in this room right now, in this room right now, we're only divided by two things. We're only divided by this. There are lost people and there are saved people. I was going to use, uh, there are sinners and there are saints. But there's too many saints acting like sinners, so it's hard to tell the difference. So I'm not going to use that terminology. I'm going to use lost and saved. Lost and saved. There are those who do not have Jesus as their personal Savior, and there are those who know the Lord as their personal Savior. There are those that have repented. There are those that have given their life to Christ. There are those that are believers, and then there are those on this side that they know they ought to. They know God is speaking to them. They know God is dealing with them, but they just put it off for whatever reason. They're making excuses. Maybe tomorrow, I want to I sow my wild oats. I have plenty of time. I have plenty of time. I will catch up. I will, Just before, I, I'm going to give my life to Christ. Well, I'm telling you, God's saying today, just do it. You're not promised tomorrow. In just a matter of hours, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand in the funeral home of a 40-year-old young man who's got a, a 17-year-old young daughter and I think a 13-year-old young son, and it's going to break my heart. I'm telling you, we're not promised tomorrow. Paul is standing before Felix. He is standing in judgment by Felix. And Paul turns the whole thing around and begins to judge Felix and preach the gospel to him. And begins to tell him about judgment to come. And he begins to preach it in the Holy Ghost. And Felix begins to tremble. He gets under such great conviction. He begins to tremble in his seat. And listen, he says, Paul, Paul, listen, I, I will call you when there is a more convenient season. In other words, I know I need to be saved. I know God is speaking to my heart. I know the Holy Spirit is trying to woo me right now. But I'm not ready to give in. I'm not ready to give up. I'm not ready to turn it over to God. But I'll call you when there is a more convenient season. Ladies and gentlemen, there'll never be a convenient season to be saved. The Bible says this, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Why? We do not know what holds tomorrow. Listen, there may be a heart attack in our schedule tomorrow. There may be a car wreck in our schedule tomorrow. There may be an aneurysm in our schedule tomorrow. We are not promised tomorrow. You're only gifted with today. And if God is telling you to do something, get saved today. Just do it. Quit making excuses. Just do it. The greatest regret I ever had when it comes to salvation is I didn't do it sooner. I've never, ever heard anybody say, man, I tell you what, I wish to God I'd never got saved. I've never heard anybody say that. 
I've never heard anybody mention that. But I have heard people say, well, I wish I'd have done it sooner. I wish I wouldn't have wasted so much of my life. I wish I'd have gave God my life sooner. Young people, please don't go out into this world and think you're going to sow your wild oats and then come in and get in. Listen, you'll be bringing so many scars and so many battle wounds in. Don't do that. I promise you, today is the day of salvation. Seek the Lord in your youth. Today, get right today. If God is dealing with you today, today, get saved saved just do it just do it just admit just admit listen the hardest part about getting saved is getting lost getting saved is the easy part getting lost is the hard part because see we come into church and we kind of we kind of we kind of blend in with the crowd and and we kind of sing with it and we enjoy it and and there's an atmosphere that we like and we appreciate and and we come in here and we think everything's all right and man we never make that choice we never make that commitment we never submit our life to God but we come in here and we get real religious and we think everything's fine and then when the holy spirit comes and knocks on the door of your heart you think everything's okay and you're wondering what in the world you're feeling right now just like some of you are feeling right now. I tell you this, there's got to be a day that you come and you give your life to Christ. I submit, I surrender. I'm telling you today, just do it. Just do it. I, 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 I wish I had an emotional story to tug on your heart. I don't. I'm just telling you, if you die in your sins, you're going to go straight to hell. That should be enough. That should be enough. Listen, if that's not enough, Jesus died to give you this gift. The Bible says, How much more sore punishment shall he be worthy who trodden underfoot the Son of God, the gift that God has given us? Boy, when you've, when you've sacrificed a lot to be a blessing to somebody, to get a gift for somebody, and they just disregard it, how does it make you feel? What do you think the Father thinks when he looks down from heaven and, and sees people who, who disregard the gift that Jesus paid for our salvation? If God is speaking to your heart today, just do it. Just do it. Preacher, what are my friends going to think? I don't care. Just do it. Well, it's going to change my lifestyle. Just do it. I promise you that lifestyle change you're worried about, I guarantee you it'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. I'm telling you, I have more fun in my sleep than anybody can have drinking any day of the week. I have a big time. I don't care where. Bill, you've seen me at different coon hunt stuff. Do we not have a big time? Now, I'm just telling you, we're going to have a big time. You don't, have to, you don't have to be drinking Budweiser to have a good time. You don't have to be shooting nothing in your veins to have a good time. You don't have to smoke nothing to have a good time. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be in you and your joy might be full. I'm just telling you, he's the architect. He's the designer of the human life. And if anybody knows how to make somebody happy, it's the Lord Jesus Christ because he started this whole thing. I think he knows what he's doing. Just do it. Quit making excuses. Get out of the pew. Just do it. Give your life to Christ today. What do you got to lose? Amen. Just do it. Just do it. Get the devil off your back. Just do it.
church say amen. amen. Now listen, that's the lost. God doesn't expect nothing out of you today but surrender. The rest of this don't really pertain to you yet. The rest of this really don't pertain to you yet. God wants you to be saved. The one invitation he has to all the lost is not to be better. It's not to do more. It's simply believe. Just come and receive. I'm offering a gift. Just do it. Just come and receive this gift. But to you say just a little more. How many of you, without a shadow of a doubt, you know you're saved, God has saved you, changed your life, and you know it and you're not ashamed to say it? Raise your hand. All right. God wants you to just do it too. Listen, there's some areas. There's some areas that we need to just quit making excuses. How many of y'all are ready for this? See, I knew it was going to get tight, and I m might need a quick getaway, so I wore my tennis shoes today. God said it's time to quit making excuses. Well, what do we need to just do it, preacher? What do we just need to quit making excuses? It's time to start inviting. Say that with me. It's time to start. Say it again. It's time to start. How many of y'all know somebody that's lost? Raise your hand. You know somebody that's lost? Raise your hand. Raise it high. Raise it high. You know somebody that's lost. All right. I wonder, don't, don't answer this question. I wonder how many of y'all asked him to come to church with you this morning? All right. I said, don't answer it, Brother Cone. <laughs> Detention right after service. Amen. Are y'all with me? The one command that God gave us before he left, go ye into all the world. Tell every creature the wonderful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, this, this demoniac, how many of y'all remember the, the new dude in the rude mood in the Bible? Man running around in the tombs naked. I'm talking about full of the devil. And God comes in. Jesus walks in, touches his life, changes him forever. I mean, he's sitting clothed in his right mind. That, that tells me if you walk around half naked, ladies and gentlemen, you're crazy. You say, what if we're just half clothed and you're half crazy? Amen. We need clothes on people. Say amen. I know it's summertime, and I know we, we appreciate our assets and everything, but we need, we need, to, we need, to, we need to be careful. Are y'all with me? We need to be careful. Listen, men have issues and men have problems and they need all the help they can get to keep a pure mind and a pure thought. And we need to have some clothes on. I need a witness right there. Come on now, help me with that. Help, help us men. We need help. Say amen, men. Tighten up right there. Listen, this man was, was naked, running around in the tombs, and, and nobody could give him any help. Nobody could change his situation. They tried to chain him up. But I'm telling you, man's solutions to, to, to man's problems never work. But God has an answer for everything. And Jesus came in, and this man changed forever, and, and he was sitting clothed in his right mind before the Lord. And, and listen, Jesus, they run him out of town, and this man comes up to Jesus, let me go with you, let me go with you. But this is what Jesus tells him. 
Mark chapter 5, verse 18. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends. Tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath compassion on thee. What did he say? Don't come with me. Go home to your friends. Go home to your family. We have an obligation. We have a responsibility. We have a mandate by God to tell somebody who Jesus is. 70% of church people, church members, will not invite somebody to church. Listen, 95% of church members have never, never in their life won one soul to Christ. Not one. How are we going to win the world if we won't start inviting people? Listen, listen, everybody has influence over seven people. Everybody has influence over seven people. You know seven people. It might be at the market. It might be at the school. It might be at work. But you know seven people. 80% of them will come if you ask them. Say, well, I've asked them. They didn't come. They'll come. It might not be the day you ask them, but they're going to come. But they're not going to unless we ask them. Just do it. Just do it. We've got generic invitations out there. We printed up, and I put them out on that table. And uh, listen, just pick one up. Just pick one up. Listen, I've seen them. I've seen them. It's not very difficult. It's not very difficult. I mean, we can, we can do this the hard way. We can do this the easy way. It really doesn't matter. It just, let, listen, just do it. Hey, man, all right. Go, hey, brother, what's happening? Hey, that's not very difficult, is it? Didn't even take time. No. Now, I don't recommend that version. <laughs> but I would rather you do it that way than not do it at all. Amen. I'd rather you be at work and say, man, I've been telling you about my church. Let me give you this invitation. This tells you, it gives an address to our church and everything. I would love for you to come to our church. I, I tell you what, if you'll come, I'll sit outside and wait on you to get there. And you can sit with me. How about that? Will that work? Let's do it. Anybody can do that. Anyway, well, I can't do it. You need to do it. You need to do it. Why? We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Even more than that. How many of y'all want your prayers answered? How many of y'all got prayers that need to be answered? How many... Are y'all with me? I got news for you. I got news for you. The Bible says, him that knoweth to do good. You, you, you read it with me a while ago. We even read it slow. Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And we all know it's good to invite. We've been commanded to invite. We've been told by God to invite people to the house of God. And to know to do it and not do it, it is sin. But the worst part about that, the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. Listen, we are not having our prayers answered because we're living in open sin. Because we're not willing to do what God has told us to do. I want my prayers answered. Preacher, why aren't my prayers getting answered? You might have disobedience in your heart. Well, I don't smoke and I don't chew and I don't run with those who do. That might be half your problem. I'm not talking about smoking and chewing. I'm talking about running with those who do. Now, I'm not saying saying that that needs to be the only friends you've got because you need to have good, godly Christian friends. And if you're a weak Christian, you're a baby Christian, you need to stick around and show enough Christians. But don't forget about your friends. How, how else are we going to reach them if we don't go after them? Amen? Quit making excuses. Just do it. Quit making excuses and just go through the foyer and pick up one of those invitations and pass them out this week. Quit making excuses. Maybe, maybe if we'd just do what God told us to do, maybe we'd start getting our prayers answered. Maybe, we'd, maybe, maybe listen, we'd find more power in our prayer. 
Because him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is... How many of y'all believe that it's, it's good and the right thing to invite folks to the house of God? Okay. You just testified against yourself. If we don't do it, to us it is it's sin. See, you don't, have to, you don't have to smoke a marijuana joint that big to be a sinner. You don't have to have a cooler beer in your car to be a sinner. All you got to do is ignore those around you. All you got to do is keep your mouth shut when you know others are in trouble and don't share what you have. Y'all with me? It's all good. Just do it. I ain't got no excuses no more. Just do it. Well, preacher, I want, I want God to really move in my life. Well, you got to just do it. There's got to be inviting. And not only that, number two. Number two. Not only do we need to be inviting, there needs to be some involving. Say that word with me. Say it again. That's a dirty word to a lot of people, isn't it? I just don't want to get... How many of y'all remember that video I put on the screen that time about, about the, the guy walking back past the woman who was struggling with her groceries and the groceries fell and he just kept on walking with his little Jesus sticker on? How many of y'all remember that? If I could have found out, I'd play it again today. Last night, last night... Uh, uh, I pulled into the hilltop. I had to go somewhere. I pulled in the hilltop and uh, and uh, uh, got me a coke. Just, I was just thirsty, and, and so I was going back home and uh, got almost to my driveway. And Tammy said, "If you go by a store, can you pick up a piece of a loaf of bread, please?" Turn around, come back. Well, I was sitting there, went in, got the stuff, and come out, and, and a guy had pulled up with his hood up, and uh, and. Uh, I was sitting there, and the Lord said, see if you can help him. Lord, I'm not a mechanic. I don't even have tools. See if you can help him. Lord, he's at a gas station. He's fine. They got a phone in there. Y'all don't look at me like y'all ain't never done this. How many of y'all have seen a situation and God began to speak to your heart about it and you started making excuses? God, you know how there's murderers out here? Boy, he wouldn't leave me alone. And you know what came to my mind? <laughs> that stupid video. Go ahead, ride on by, Mr. Christian. I pulled up beside him, rolled the wind down. I said, hey, buddy, you okay? He said, yeah, man, I just, I'm just... I just, we just need to put some oil in the truck. I said, all right, you have a good day, and rolled up the window. And, you know, I think God was just saying, are you going to be obedient when I tell you something? There's been times, there's been times that that's happened, and God was a great blessing. And let me be a blessing through that. And there's times you have missed out, and I have missed out, because of fear, because of, I just don't want to get involved. I don't want to take the time to do it. And I could have had a great blessing in my life. And I believe with all my heart, God was testing me. 
He said, okay, big boy, you're preaching on it tomorrow. Let's see if you're going to practice it. We need to start getting involved. Preach what I need to get involved in. There's plenty around here to get involved in. One of the biggest important things, the most important things you need to get involved in. Number one, you need to be, if you're saved and you're coming here, you need to be a member. If you're a regular attender and you've been coming a while, you need to just say, hey, it's time to join up. Say, why? That puts commitment down on the table. And you need to be a part of something significant. And I can't think of anything more significant than being involved in the work of God. Everybody needs a place they call home. Well, I call it home, but I don't need to be a member. Yes, you do. You need to be a member because you have responsibilities in this church. We need your help. We're living in such a non-committed society. Let's just, let's just have friends with benefits. Let's not put our name on the dotted line. Let's not make a commitment and be husband and wife. Let's just do this so in case it don't work, we can split up with no problem. That's what is creeping into the church in America today. But listen, we need to get that spirit out of here and say, hey, if this is where God wants me and God is speaking to my heart about it, I'm going to join up today and get involved and do what God is calling me to do. I need a witness. Listen, put your name down. If it's significant, put your name down. Say, hey, I'm willing. Tell me what I need to do. Let's get after this thing. We're running out of time. Jesus is coming soon. And I don't want to not be doing what God has called me to do. He's called us all to be a member of a family. Listen, a person without a family is an orphan. And I looked up the word orphan, and the word orphan means one deprived of protection or advantage. Man, I can't imagine not having a church family. I can't imagine not having a church. I can't imagine not having y'all to call when I need you or, or call just to, just to talk and, and vent frustration or whatever. I, I, man, I need my church family. I've had people come to my office and say, look, man, you need, you need to make a commitment. If y'all going to be together, y'all need to get married. Well, what if it don't? What if it? That's the problem. You're never going to feel secure in each other because you're just so full of what ifs. You're, you're expecting it not to work. Listen, if God's called you here, let's go. Listen, we don't need to... It ain't, it ain't God. Well, I'm waiting for God to tell me. No, he's waiting for you to listen. It don't take God long to make up his mind. Amen? You know what he's saying today? Just do it. If he's speaking to your heart today... I guarantee an invitation, I'd find my way to this altar. I say, that's it. I'm sold out. I'm in. Let's get involved. Listen, not just in membership. You need to be involved in a small group. You need to be involved in a small group. The Bible says this, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, but exhorting one another. That word means encouraging Lifting up one another. Encouraging, being a part. That's what it's all about. That's what we... Well, preacher, I've had a bad experience with a group. I tell y'all what, I've had a bad experience with an oyster, but I ain't quit eating them. And Brother Ken, it was bad. I had a bad experience dating one time, but I got married... There's bad experiences with everything. 
But that don't mean we got to quit at all. That's part of life. Life groups is experiencing life together. You'll have ups and downs like a roller coaster. But that don't mean we just got to throw it all out with the bathwater. Amen? Listen, you need each other. You need close relationships. Some of you are so wounded from other churches, you come in here and you're bleeding all over the place. And you're so afraid to put yourself out there. Because if I don't put myself out there, you're like the turtle. The turtle's got to stick his head out to get anywhere, but he's risking it getting bit off. How many of y'all watch Swamp People? Anybody watch Swamp People? Isn't that cool? Shoot him, Junior! Shoot him, Junior! I, I love that show. I can't help it. I love that show. The alligator hunters, it's great. Ain't got no teeth. It's wonderful, I'm telling you. Some of y'all are like, what? Shooting? What? You got to see the show, man. You got to see the show. Catch these big old alligators and, man, that turtle, if he's not careful, that alligator bite his head off. And that's where some of y'all are. I'm going to just stay in the shell. If I stay in the shell, if I stay in the shell, nobody's going to hurt me. Yeah, but you'll starve to death. You'll never go nowhere. Sometimes we just got to put ourselves out there. We got to take a risk. Guys, there's a risk with everything. There's a risk getting up and going to work in the morning. Are y'all with me? Listen, get involved. Just do it. We got some new stuff coming up in the fall. Take the plunge, man. Just try it. Listen, I guarantee you, God's telling you they just do it. I can't take care of everybody in this church. I can't. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have the ability. That's why these small groups are so important, so they can help care for each other. Probably 98% of the people in this church come from a very small church background where the preacher could just baby everybody. It's not that way here. And if we keep growing and keep reaching people, and we're going to do that, we're going to keep seeing people saved. You've got to step up and say, hey, I'm going to be there to encourage my brother and my sister. Say, well, preacher, I don't need no encouragement. It's not, I don't really need that stuff. It may not be what you need. It may be what they need you to do for them. You know what Jesus is saying today? Three words. Tell me what them three words are. Come on, y'all. Say it with conviction. Amen. You know what else God wants you to be involved in? Service teams. God's gifted every single person in this room. Every single one. According to Ephesians chapter number 4, everybody in this building has got a gift to be used by God. That's why we say we're loving God, loving others, and serving both. Can y'all tell I dig what I do? I just don't know what's going to happen next. I can't wait. I'm working on one right now that's called Armed and Dangerous, and I'm, I'm working on a Clint Eastwood theme. And I've already got my, my, my little cigar figured out. It's going to be a beef jerky. <laughs> Looks just like it on the movie. Say amen right there. I love serving God. I love getting to do what I do because I'm operating in what God has gifted me for. Can y'all tell, tell Tyler Berry was enjoying himself here? 
My wife's trying to get me to cut my hair like that. I don't know what that's about. Wouldn't I look cool with the, what do you call that? Frohawk or froho? I don't know what. Huh? Mohawk? It's just an in style, amen. I'm just not, I'm not hit with nothing, amen. I just cut it all off again. Yes. What are you, what are you getting out of life right now? Are you getting everything you could? Pastor Kendrick, do you enjoy what you're doing? You know why? Because God's called you to that. It makes a difference. Well, I'm just not, I'm just really not getting satisfaction and joy. Well, get involved. Just do it. What if I mess up? You probably will. I could tell you some stories that I won't. I remember one of the first times I ever baptized anybody. I was pastoring the Long Branch Baptist Church in South Carolina. It was a little old bitty uh, Southern Baptist Church in South Carolina. The building looked like it came. It, 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 matter of fact, it was d up during the Civil War. It was that old. I mean, it looked like a little, little house on the prairie. And they had an old-timey baptistry in the back. And this guy was stilts. I'm talking about he was too tall Jones. He come in there, and I wasn't paying attention. I got too close to the wall, and I was baptized. In the name of the Father, the Son, bam, and hit his head on the wall. And I seen I'd done it. And he was kind of out of it, so I just went on down with him. <laughs> Jesus, amen. It'll be an experience he never forgot, amen. He thought we was in the Pentecostal church and he was slain in the spirit. He didn't know what hit him, amen. I made mistakes. I made all kind of mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Man, I'm telling you, I've got better stories than that, but I can't tell in here. Amen. <laughs> Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Don't be afraid of messing it up. You can't mess it up. God will move. Listen, that's part of learning. How many of y'all have made a mistake at work before? Did you just quit? No, you learn from it. You learn from it and go on. That's part of it. God has a place for you. Right here. If this is where God is calling you to be, God's got a place for you. You'll find excitement. You'll, I'm telling you, you'll find joy, but you won't do it sitting out there. Some of you got to get out of the chair and just, just do it. Listen, invite him, involve him. Number three, write this down and we're going to pray. We're going to pray. He's feeling real good about it. We're going to pray. <laughs> Amen. Mama, don't whoop him. Please don't whoop him. Please, help us. Let's have a word of prayer for that little fella. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that brings back memories. Does it bring back memories for anybody right there? I've never understood. I don't know. I got ADD this morning, but for some reason... I never understood why my dad would take me out of church and beat the life out of me and then come back and say, dry it up before we go in there, boy, I'm going to give you something to cry about. <laughs> and the last 20 minutes, what was that about? <laughs> Did anybody ever get told that before? <laughs> Amen. Number three. <laughs> 
Number three. See, you can't get this nowhere else. That's why y'all keep coming back. <laughs> Amen. Write this down. See, we need to start investing. We need to start investing. Listen, some of y'all have been saved. They say, they say it takes a baby Christian six months to give anything and a year to start tithing biblically. Well, it's time to just do it. And I didn't say give. I said invest. There's a difference between giving and investing. Giving, it goes away. Investing, it comes back to you. When you, when you give to God, you never just give. So I got a verse for you. Watch this. Watch this. Luke 6, 38. Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. How many of y'all plant a garden? Anybody here plant a garden? Raise your hand. How many of y'all had tomatoes? And why haven't y'all not brought me none? Okay, well. Well, when they turn red, amen. Uh, how about them? Is it purple hole peas? Is that the kind you like? Huh? Zipper peas? Zipper, zipper purple hole. Purple zipper peas. Amen? Anybody get peas? How many of y'all ever picked them and put them in a basket? I went over to a fellow's house in Florida, uh, uh, Brother Junior Fussell, and he said, Preacher, come over and we're going to pick some peas for you. I said, all right. So I get over there and they get one of them, them baskets, you know, them weed baskets. And, and, uh, I, got, and I, I really wasn't in the mood to pick peas. I really wasn't. I wanted them, but I was hoping he picked them and would give them to me. Amen? <laughs> but I got over there and he said, all right, here's your basket. Go down that row and I'm going to go down this row. I said, oh, man. So I'm going, and I'm putting the peas in there, and I got the basket, and it's sticking out the top. I said, I'm finished. He said, no, you're not. I said, can you not see them sticking out the top of the basket? He said, bring it here. I said, all right. So I took it over there to him, and, and he, got, he did this number here. How many of y'all have ever done that? And them things are... <laughs> then he started pushing down on them, pressing them down in there. And I mean, they went way down. He said, now do it again. Man, he would do that thing a couple times. And that thing be running over. You know what God is saying right here? You give, and we're going to get back to you. And... Preacher, we're just in a bad financial shape. That's because you're stealing from God. God is saying, quit talking about it. Quit saying we need to do it and just do it. If you don't ever do it on purpose, you won't never do it. You just got to do it. Say, on this day, I'm going to do it. You got to put God first. You got to do it. Why? Listen. We need to get busy. We're running out of time. We have started a prayer meeting on Wednesday night that's going awesome. I'm just telling you, if you're missing that, you're missing an awesome deal. Because it is going awesome. But if you get down on your knees and you try to talk to God and you've got sin in your life, you're wasting your time. 
Because the Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. And we need to make sin right. And the only way to make sin right is you have to confess it, then forsake it. Amen? Just do it. We know it's right to do. We know it's right to invite our friends. We know it's right to get involved in what God is telling us to get involved in. We know it's right to invest in the work of God because God has commanded us to. It's the right thing to do. And if we know to do right and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Sin. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to just tell you, talk's cheap. Talk's cheap. Some of you, God might be calling into service. Well, get out of your pew and get busy. Listen, God might be calling somebody to preach. Well, listen, we've got sinners all over the world. You need to get busy. God might be calling somebody into mission work. It's time to do it. We're running out of time. Church, say amen. amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's be as still as possible. Don't, don't be getting up running all over the place. Listen, unless you're serving... Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want that music to play 